Welcome to the Gear Slum, your one-stop shop for all things car culture. I cannot speak. <laughs> Welcome to the Gear Slum, your one-stop shop for all things guitar culture nonsense. I'm Aaron. I'm Phil. I'm Cole. We slum it hard so you don't have to. This episode is brought to you by Sinusoid. Finest cables in all the land. Finest cables in all the land. Sinusoid. Sinusoid. Sinusoid, also, if you don't follow Sinusoid on Instagram and Twitter, Anthony, I think, runs the Twitter, and he does... They're pretty funny. He's pretty witty. (laughs) They're a good follow. They're a good follow. (laughs) And you get a little inside so sign- news on the shop. He talks inside baseball a little bit about Kevin every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> so si- sinusoid is the greatest pedals in all the land or yep. lands, plural. Sinusoid Uh-oh. does do that. That is accurate. You cut out completely, Phil. <laughs> Did we lose him? I don't know. I hear All him. the lands? Oh. <laughs> no, I'm right here. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah. All the land or all the lands? <laughs> all the all the land, man. In, all, I'm like all land. Any all, all land, land anywhere? Just one land. All land. Oh, what about sea? Including unpopulated or air. areas. No, there's finer things in the air. Really? Am I right? Bluetooth and whatnot. <laughs> Guys, okay, here's good here's some good news. Here's some good podcasting. Today, Thursday, July 10th? No, thir- 14th. July 14th, 13th. <laughs> I made a promise I couldn't keep. <laughs> July 13th, we have an announcement to make. That is that we now have officially Gear Slum podcast t-shirts. Man, right? I'm freaking stoked. They're so good. Um, I got, I picked them up on Monday, and they were beautiful, and I love them. <laughs> I'm saying that on Sunday <laughs> night, so hopefully it's true. <laughs> they turned out great, but yeah, they turned out great. They're they're awesome. They're perfect. Um, so if you are a member of the Street Crew, you'll get a discount on that. We'll basically give it to you for cost plus shipping. Um, and then if you're not, then screw you. You'll pay extra, uh, but we'll have those prices listed, and we'll show a picture of that today too. If you haven't already seen it by now, <laughs> refer to the Facebook group. <laughs> refer to the Facebook group to see all that. Yeah, it'll be fun. <laughs> or maybe some of you it. listen to this podcast and don't know that we have a Facebook group. We do and have a Facebook group. Facebook.com/slash/groups/slash/the Gear Slum. <laughs> the Gear Slum. Is that really what it is? It's that's the name of the group is the Gear Slum, yeah. Um, also, so here's a funny story. So, I was out of town this weekend, so I was sleeping in a hotel. So, my sleep was a little bit lighter than normal. I don't normally dream or remember my dreams, um, but I woke up in the middle of the night, like in a panic, over the T-shirts that I'm picking up because, in in so in my dream, the word California was like on the on the shirt. <laughs> but but in the, in my dream I had shown them two versions of the like the design to the printer and one oh, spelled no. California with an e at the end ie and it was like messed up and the other <laughs> one was right but he and I said don't use this one but use this one and they used the wrong one <laughs> so all all the shirts came with a misprint <laughs> California <laughs> <laughs> And I woke up and I was like, crap, I hope that didn't actually happen. And then I was like, wait, that's not even a thing that like (laughs) the scenario never happened. It's a false premise. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It was funny, though. Hey, Phil, are you still there? Can you hear me? This is Phil. Can you not hear me? Oh, man. I'm alive. He said he's not muted. Man, I'm going to have to edit the crap out of this.
<laughs> Phil? Can you hear me now? His volume Phil, is... Phil, this is Gloom. Phil. <laughs> Gloom, Phil. Are you there? Don't leave, Philip. Oh, Phil. Can yeah. you hear me? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, good. Yes. Yes. I felt like... Yes. I felt like I was Patrick Swayze. And, and we're you back. Guys were, and you guys were that girl, um, Demi Moore, because I was trying to talk to you and you couldn't hear me. <laughs> and now you're inside Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah, now you can hear Ooh. me because this is what Whoopi Goldberg's voice sounds like. That has to be like one of the most popular lesbian love scenes in all of cinema that people don't even think about it well, as being such. In all of like uh, legitimate cinema, I guess. That's why I said cinema and not, okay. not just not recorded, say. not video, recorded video. I dare say there's Even literally so. millions of lesbian love scenes. On the, on but the do internet. you think they're more popular than yeah, that one? Probably not. They're probably, I mean, yeah, as far as like being well known. yeah. <laughs> more iconic. Yeah, exactly. I don't yeah, know. Whoopi I think... and Demi, Whoopi and Demi got down on I that think wheel. Most people, most people, <laughs> most people don't remember that part though. Right, which part? If you, if you say like that, that scene say, is like really popular, but they don't think about the fact that it's only Patrick Swayze in spirit, and it's it's Whoopi Goldberg's it's body. Physically, whoop, yes, exactly. It's physically yeah. Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can that be the episode title? Physically, Whoopi Goldberg. Physically, probably not. Yes, it can't. It can't, it can't, it can't now because you said that. Spiritually, Patrick Swayze. Physically, whoopie And now, now Aaron's gonna kick you off of the call because you mentioned episode Spirit, titles. You know spiritually, what? Patrick Swayze is good. I like spiritually, Patrick Swayze. <laughs> you know what? To the the episode after Aaron said he hates it, I re-listened to, and he says that's the episode title. He brought it up before you or I, Cole. He did. I said it as I said it as a dark joke. <laughs> Well, so I even I. said it. I remember saying it flippantly <laughs> with disdain. Yeah, but it's like, well, you know, I, you still said it. This, it's, it's, I know. It's the mullet. I know. It's the mullet conundrum. I know. I know. <laughs> it's the you mullet don't tell conundrum. Me. It is. You still have a mullet. Check out this hilarious mullet I got. So, guys. Well. Guys, can I tell you about the MS3 that I got? It's a switcher. No. It's got a mini uh, controller built into it. Shut up. Shut up. Actually, shut Cole, why don't you talk for 35 minutes up. about your bass instead? Shut up. Oh, man. I did put the pink rails in my strat, though. and that You it, give us. That's really sprails. sweet. Let's pl- I put the pralines in my strat. You're with the wait. If, if Benjamin was an ice cream flavor, uh, do you guys remember that Wayne's World? No, Mm-mm, never heard no. of it. You never heard of it? Was oh, that the one with the guitar that has three single coil pickups and a, a whammy bar? <laughs> yes, and a that's com- the one. compass in the stock and this thing which tells time. <laughs> three single coil pickups. And a whammy bar. <laughs> oh, oh no! Oh no! No, you can make fun of it because that's not her real accent. That's a fake accent that she made. I know. For the movie. It's just like Nacho Libre. It's like I'm <laughs> I'm quoting him. You know, it's like when you quote someone and they swear, you can get away with. That's it. not really what she's. That's not really. She's how from she Hawaii. Talks. Yeah. No. <laughs> so. Chinese people don't. I mean, Hawaiian people don't talk Wha- with a fake Chinese accent. <laughs> Normally, like that's but not their Hawaii, normal speaking way. Hawaiians of have a strange way of, but Hawaiians talk strangely. That's that's not uh, her normal voice. That's well, that was that's racist. a character that she's playing. Hawaiians talk Deep strangely. Hawaiian. Deep Hawaiians talk strangely. Strangely well, compared to Hawaiian, to you. Hawaiian is a language, and so it makes them have an accent. But Hawaiian is not Chinese. You know, I'm aware it's a Polynesian language. It doesn't sound like, you know, doesn't sound like you're, you know, long duck dong from whatever that movie was. 
16 candles. 16 yeah. candles. Yeah. I can't. That's another one. 16 candles. Actually, she was. she's not Chinese at all. She's Filipino. Oh, never mind. I wish she's stupid. <laughs> I was going to say she's not Chinese at all. <laughs> this is what happens when you read and try thanks. to talk. She's not Chinese at all. She's thanks Filipino, us, Chinese, and Spanish. Yeah, actually, she's not Hawaiian, meaning she's not Chinese at all. If she was Hawaiian, she would be partly Chinese. Is that what you're trying to say? No, I'm saying like in the movie she's Chinese, but I was going to say she's yeah, not yeah. Chinese in real life at all, IRL. Yeah. But she is. She's Filipino, Chinese, and Spanish. Oh, okay. She was born in Honolulu, Hawaii. So language, Glad we cleared that up. language wise, when I worked at at Borders, the bookstore, she um, she had she put out a ukulele album, and she came and did an in store <laughs> performance. Like, you're blowing my mind here. I didn't even know she was a musician. <laughs> yeah, I, don't even know I mean, what, I don't know if she really is, but I don't she know did what you're talking out, about right now. She put out an album at least. Yeah, well, you didn't I mean, know she was a mu- musician. Didn't you see Wayne's World? <laughs> She's playing bass the whole time. Yeah, that's true. I guess like uh, Michael Sarah, he's a pretty amazing bassist too. He just put out a he just put Let's out an album. Let's put it this way. Wooten. Here, let me tell you like how much you should classify her as a musician. I mean, she does have two albums, but the first one came out in 1993 and the second one came out two in Two more than any of us. The second <laughs> one came out in 2007. That's false. You put out an album? Yeah. You never put out an album? We put no. we put out a, I mean we put out a five song EP back in the day. That's yeah, I don't that counts. I I'm not sure if, if it's not a it's not a full length LP. I mean it doesn't not count. Why would it not count? Yeah, but our songs uh, were like Pink Floyd, so they were like twenty minutes long each. Okay. Just me on acoustic it's, guitar. It's starting, <laughs> and my friend on bass. It's starting to sound like the the two of you put out an album together. That's what it started. <laughs> oh, to sound yeah. like. I mean, we did. We put out. You, you keep saying we <laughs> back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. Me we and Aaron. This. Yeah. When and I was in high this. school, me and Aaron put out an album. Aaron and I. You I don't remember say. that, Phil? <laughs> Phil, you were on the album. You played drums. drums. You were just a twinkle. You don't in your remember that? Eye. No, I was the old guy. You were you 30 were years old then. and you bought us a beer when we were in yeah. high school. Yeah, that's true. I didn't even taste it. I would have been. I would have been the uh, Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, when, but you would be like, you guys were like, you would be like if Matthew McConaughey in was in was in Days and Confused. Now you're like high school high school musicians. <laughs> the best thing about high school musicians is you get older and they stay the same age, right? Right. I've helped uh, I've helped a lot of high school kids with their albums. You really have, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> That's too much. For any potential employers, please disregard that last comment. <laughs> Phil, you're a great. Uh, how should I say this delicately? You the, you're a great you um, that out. producer. <laughs> let's say this you're is, really good. This you're is really strong producer. Here's what we Phil, should do. Since, since we're going out of control already, potential employers. I immediately made Phil com- like 100 percent anxious. <laughs> Yeah, I, I am. I just, I have like my armpits got sweaty. Now you yeah. know how the high school like, kids exactly. feel Instantly. when you come around. Like, Phil comes around. If people were like, if he was at a, if he was at a blackjack table, they would have like immediately sent security to him right at that moment because they're like monitoring his pupils and everything, and they're like, oh, this guy's cheating for sure. <laughs> his body temperature just shot up by ten degrees. Have you guys ever been to a country where they use? They they have infrared cameras, uh, and you walk. It's basically like you're walking through a security line, kind of. And they have infrared cameras, and they like try to spot people who have a fever, because they want to make they for like yellow fever. No. Yeah, it's pretty. Uh, I never have. It's kind of crazy. That happens in the Philippines and in Ghana. Apparently, those are the only two ones I know about. It's cool. Really good uh, content. That was like a that was like a conversation <laughs> dam. Welcome to the Gear Slum uh, the supplemental content. 
Uh, this is Cole. This is Tyler. There you go. <laughs> so for those of you that uh, that don't uh, follow when we record and post in the in the Facebook group, these this week's episode we recorded at like twelve thirty in the morning, and I decided to go sleep for an hour before we recorded, which was not a good idea. And a part of that was one sort of byproduct of that was that I uh, lost the recording of the interview that we did with Tyler when it was all three of us. So uh, now it's just us two. And the beauty of that is we can talk about the MS3 for like an hour and Aaron can't do anything about it. Aaron can just go play guitar anyways. Exactly. So this will be perfect. <laughs> it's fantastic. So- so Tyler, of course, is a member of the street crew, um, but also slums it hard, so you don't have to. Exactly, he slums it hard, as do we, so that you don't have to. Um, and but we've been trying to get to set this up for the last little while because, well, first of all, Tyler, tell us a little bit about you, where you live, what what your uh, guitar background is. What's up, buttholes? Uh, ah, fetch an A. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I shouldn't have sent you the link. <laughs> <laughs> what are you guys talking about, MS3? Yeah. Did you know it's uh, like a multi-effects unit and it uh, has a yeah. loop? Yeah. yeah. That sounds terrible. What do you want to talk go. about, Aaron? <laughs> okay, uh, Tyler, go for it. No, you guys, you guys okay. are good. I'll just catch you later. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you, dude. Bye. Later, Aaron. Thanks for friendship, Tyler. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, and now... Now for the for the viewers at home, it's now like seven in the morning, and I'm in my office with my door closed at work, and it's in the evening for Tyler. Yes, so we're so kind of a anyway, mess, is, is what we're trying to say. Yeah, so a little bit about me, I guess. Uh, I live in Okinawa, Japan, thanks to being a member of the United States military, uh, and I get the pleasure of living over here for five years and getting to check out sweet, weird Japanese guitars, but background uh mostly uh i just do praise and worship stuff and i don't even get to do electric i'm always like the guy singing and playing acoustic so uh-huh. i got all these rad amps and pedal boards and i occasionally i'll get to go out to a jam night but it's pretty hard getting people here together to like play music because it's a big military community so people are in and out so yeah so, so i mean mostly like i just ended up playing praise and worship stuff but i did have a great group of friends that were also part of our church band, various guys on the island that were like great musicians. And we would get together and like crank up in like an empty, some of the empty chapels or the churches or the youth rooms or whatever. And we would just jam like August Burns Red, fire, like Foo Fighters every time I die, like some old H2O, yeah. like all kinds of stuff. Cause they were just down with whatever and they were really nice sharpen on the money. So it was really fun. So yeah. And then, uh, so we've been trying to set this up because as soon as the MS3 was announced, both of us, like, uh, it, it seemed perfect to both of us. And we both ordered one. And ever since then, we've been, like, PMing each other ideas yeah. that we have or specific ways we want to use it. Was, it. Uh, Did you think, so I've used it, I had I used it for one band practice as well uh, for a few hours. Um, and it was pretty easy to dial stuff in. What what's some of the other like what's some of your other gear? What's your main guitar and Oh yeah. Um so I got like I only I only keep a handful of guitars, but I've got three two guitars and the third one's coming that I like won't ever let go. Uh I got a Gretsch, like the full uh semi hollow. Um it's just the electromatic, but my wife bought it for me like before we were like married. Cause it, mm-hmm. I didn't have a, a real electric guitar and I was yeah, like yeah. wanting that one a lot. She's like, I'm going to buy it for you. And like the Aspen green color. And then the other two I have, I've picked up here a, a super vintage, like 1975 pre lawsuit, like Greco red, like cherry red SG. That's just like beat to crap, but it's just nice. got sweet vintage paths or, and it's just the, the super slim taper like an ibanez wizardy kind of feeling neck and uh-huh. i mean it's like the most comfortable sg i've ever played in my life and i one of my friends he he li- lived here with us and he had a two different kinds of gibson sgs like a classic with the 59 with the 57s and then the ones with the 470 t or whatever the t and the r ones and uh we uh-huh. would like go back and forth with him and 
um, there was just something about like my SG that the way it would be able to clean up and like get gritty, but it never was like, you know, going at 10 K plus yeah. ohms or whatever. So it had some single coil feel, but it could get gritty and like really bell like it was really rad. And then, uh, I have my, I've, I've never, I've never really been, uh, attracted to those, to like the pre lawsuit ripoff less Paul's, but I've always wanted one of those SGs like a Greco or what are some of the other yeah. brands that Bernie's, it Greco's, Tokai's. Yeah. Tokai's. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah they have like something. they have like I, I mean I went to the music store when I was when we were recording yesterday and went and checked out some of those some deals but they just have like a wall like forty or fifty like old vintage some of them pre lawsuit and some of them like newer <laughs> like Greco's so awesome. and Bernies and and they're like they're like sub three hundred dollars and they're yeah, just, yeah they play they play great they look a little grimy but like you just get a setup for them and they're they're just rad and yeah that's they're, awesome they're really cool. Uh, if, if my legs no weren't this is still so happening. thick. <laughs> Aaron. Because they're out of control. Aaron, Aaron went and uh, he uh, took a shower, ate breakfast, and uh, now he's back. I did. Fantastic. Well, we've got a conversation about the MS3. Oh, no. So nice. there's 50, so there's 50 <laughs> banks and there's four presets in each bank. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. But the, well, you know, if, Go ahead. No, no, I was just going to talk about the loops and the ADDA lack of right. conversion. Oh, yeah, exactly. okay. you got to go. <laughs> 32 minutes later. <laughs> yeah, dude. Okay, well, what else do you want to say to the to the people out there, to the viewers? Oh, man, I don't know. You asked me this earlier, and I like was like that. <laughs> those stupid millennial kids that are like, oh, what's the date for the for Declaration of Independence? And I'm like, uh, turtle sandwich. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Thanks for having me. I enjoy. The, oh, but first, what's what's the one piece of gear you're like really looking for and wanting to get? Looking for and wanting to get? Yeah, like the, I mean, the one you're gassing for, for lack of a better term. I don't know, man. I, I feel like every time I open up my reverb account, it's, I'm just like, hey, I want that. Yeah, I go through phases, but I'm in one of those phases right now, too, where I'm like seeing a ton of stuff I, that I want. So I think the thing for me is I'm on this huge Firebird kick. I like want a firebird i played an orville yet yesterday uh-huh. i played like an orville they're gibson's like japanese brand like firebird with johnny winter like mini humbuckers and a big b and it was like candy apple red and a white pig guard and it was gorgeous i was like oh man this is really fun i need to get a firebird so i've been like trying to find you know firebirds for like 800 dollars, and i put a bunch of guitars and like random stuff random stuff that i have that that isn't really much monetary value that I was like, Oh man, I gotta, I gotta, I, I've got to like sell a bunch of things and get a 2016 like tribute T firebird. Cause they're usually, that's what I've been, doing. I've been like, uh, I've been like selling amp stands and, you know, mic stands and crap like that, Dude. you know? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, that's why I, I want to go like scoop up some random amps I've found here that were dirt cheap and be like, Hey, look, let's flip them local or something. But it's just so hard yeah, to yeah. move stuff here. I've been I've been liquidating because I have that that Roni came up and it's actually coming today. Ooh! So I'm pretty freaking stoked about that. So, anyways, that is really well, Tyler, uh, thanks for serving our country and thanks for friendship. Thanks for friendship, Cole. You guys uh, have a great rest of your podcast. Here's what I here's what I would like to do today. We haven't done this in a while. We have a list of topics from some members of our Facebook group, which if you okay. haven't heard go back to the beginning of the episode and listen to when i mentioned it before that group if you're just tuning in now that group still exists if i didn't edit it out because i'm editing like yeah. half of this crap out um so let's go through and i'll ask you guys some questions that people have thrown our way okay okay we're not gonna talk about that <laughs> wait you're the you're the gatekeeper of these questions uh you're keeping them from us i am yeah I guess, I mean, I, we don't need to talk about I think, terms. I think it's okay used. to set a precedent that we're not going to talk about anything that anyone posts on our Facebook group, because that would be dangerous. Yeah. What's the most difficult or rewarding guitar part that you've ever learned to play well? I don't know if that's a good question or not, but thanks, David. Lucas. Lucas. Did you guys ever um, go to a store that sells a lot of Mexican candy and get the Lucas? Lucas. What no. is it? It's just like a little can of like, 
It's like a tiny. Okay, so you know how like if you buy, um, is it a gummy? Some spices come in like a paper can. Does that make sense? It's like a tube, right, with a stopper on the bottom, and then the top has yeah, like yeah. openings. The little twist, it's, like you twist it, and it has little holes in it or whatever. Yep, yep. It's like a small version of that, and inside is just like chili powder. Okay, that's it. Kids would get that, and like, so you pour it in your palm and then lick it off your palm. Hmm. <laughs> that sounds awful. It's awesome. It's a Mexican candy. We went to we okay. went to Costco the last time when I was in. I went to Cancun with my family, and we went to Costco and bought like this big. It was. It seemed like it was the equivalent of like a Tootsie Roll, like uh, variety pack, you know. But it mm-hmm, just had mm-hmm. all this awful. I mean, most of it was chili flavored, you know. So it was like yeah. chili flavored suckers and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. oh, yeah, it was just terrible. That stuff's awesome. So one of the good ones is like the little watermelon suckers with chili powder on them. Um, there's another one that's shaped like a corn cob. With chili powder on it, it's like a lollipop. Yeah, like on Nacho Libre. It has yeah. Does it so have, does they're it have really butter good. on it too. No. Oh. Um. You can. There's also this thing called um pelon, pelorico. It's like so. Pelon means like bald hair, bald head guy. Anyway, so it has like a face on it, right? And it has holes on the top. It's like a push pop. Oh. And when you push it, it like squeezes this chili candy up through it and then it like comes out like hair like a play-doh you, like the play-doh man exactly and then you you eat the hair <laughs> you do you eat it's the head so too is it like is the head no, also it's like edible? plastic okay okay it's just a plastic tube full of this stuff and then like it squeezes out as hair oh that's hilarious that's so good the roasted corn with chili powder when uh-huh. when i was in tijuana that was like like every block, there was some dude with a stand, and he was selling. No, 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 no. Selling. You're thinking no, of like actual corn. I know. I'm talking about a lollipop that looks like corn. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. Aware it's, of that. it's mimicking. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's mimicking this real world. You know. Yeah. Corn. And that's what's on Nacho Libre. Remember, he throws it into the guy's eye. Yes. Yes. And then he says, "Get that corn out of my face." <laughs> I tried not to go too uh, hard on the on the racist accent. On the accent? On that impression, yeah. That's pretty good. <laughs> uh, you, you guys seriously don't like, you're not into like Mexican candy? I, I have How such, are you still bringing this up? I have such limited experience with it. I, you were from New Mexico, though. Yeah, but it's only They didn't like, have it there? They had it, but it would like you would have to go looking. You know, you would have to seek it out uh, specifically. Okay. It's not like it's not like you go into Walgreens and it's like mixed in with all the you know reasons and yeah. where there's originals. We just call it candy around here. <laughs> it's like Chinese food when you're in China. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. So that so have you ever learned a hard guitar part? <laughs> Speaking of <laughs> or difficult. I I never have. I don't push myself real hard when it comes to guitar, um, and a lot of so like a lot that, of times, yeah. like when I learn riffs that I've like waited, like I've put put them off, like to not learn them, and then I learn it. I'm like, oh, that's not as hard as I thought it was. Yeah, like that's I learned. Uh, even though it's not a a teaching tool and it's not a legitimate way of learning guitar, I learned <laughs> uh, say it ain't so. <laughs> Uh-huh. From, from playing it on Rocksmith, and that's like a song yeah. that I've been listening to, you know, since it came out or whatever. Just like the rest of America and the world. Um, <laughs> and yeah, once I learned it, it was like, oh, that's reasonably easy, you know. That was like Sweet Child of Mine. Even like when I learned that riff, I was like, oh, I still don't know like, that riff. Oh, the intro. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's like not that hard. Yeah. Totally. I'm trying to but think it's of school. It. I, do, 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 do. Oh, you're not trying to think of it. How does it go? Just like that. Oh. What's the What's the ACDC? Thunder. I was going to say that one, like, theoretically, it's, like, easy to wrap your head around what he's doing, but it's hard to actually do it. 
Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Like I'm not, I'm not, I can't tap with both fingers that quickly, and also on rhythm, you know, for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, what was I? Someone was saying that on the record he actually like, or maybe not on the record, but when he plays it live, that he just like it's all downstrokes. He doesn't like tap it. Oh. I think that was on his rig rundown. Oh, really? Yeah, like that riff. He just he actually doesn't tap it. Yeah, that's like that's like a lot or of. Or it's like alternate strokes or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's like a lot of like punk guitarists, where on the record uh, it's all downstrokes, but then when you right when right they play live, they're just strumming up and down. <laughs> like that's ah, close yeah. enough. <laughs> Yeah, like, ah, I'm 40 it's years so old hard now. to like maintain for that long. Well, plus, yeah, yeah. I guess now it's different, but like when you're a kid and you're playing crap, because like everyone has click tracks on the inner monitors now. But yeah, yeah, like inevitably every song would be way faster than you practiced it. You know? Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> your, mm. your energy's up, yeah. <laughs> so you're like, you definitely can't do all those downstrokes. Oh yeah, that's why it's <laughs> impressive. I can't can't remember what video I watched of. Uh, of the main who's the main guy in it, it's not Kirk Hammett but who's the other guy in Metallica the other guitarist oh James Hetfield yeah the singer he's the one with yeah. like the like a lot of scars right like acne scars no he's face got caught on fire no. yeah when they were like because he didn't have oh, that when they right. first started that's right I like, remember. Uh, like a stage pyrotechnic blew up in his face totally yeah I remember that now yes but so that's he does have a lot of scars of. but it's from that accident. Yeah, yeah. And thanks for bringing it up. Cole. <laughs> Sorry, James. <laughs> I, you thought him. I'm you sure thought him listening. and he and Seal were buddies for a while, but they're yeah, not. exactly. <laughs> I'm sure he's listening, and I'm sure you just brought up a really sore memory. He's like, man, I, yeah. I thought the Gear Slum was a safe place for me because he's because he's this was all because he's me. a white guy. He thought it was a safe place for him. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> I'm used to them making fun of different races and things, but. <laughs> just hurt his feelings why would you make fun of me <laughs> but I watched this video uh, do you know who I am <laughs> I, uh, and, and he's showing like his strumming technique and it's just like I yeah. mean I guess when, when that's all you do every night for 20 years or whatever you get really good at it but yeah it's pretty impressive he's like he's an amazing rhythm guitarist yeah totally yeah, and, I like him. And then googling like him. him to see his face again, it reminded me of that, of that meme I made. <laughs> of that, <laughs> was it George W. Bush that wrote that book, or that illustrated? Yes, I did that, and then you commented on it <laughs> with him. Oh, you made no, the you meme. just posted. <laughs> yeah, remember you posted a picture of it, and then I said, <laughs> what "Yeah, did exactly." I say? It's, it's like his James Hetfield is really good, but his uh, Stephen A. Smith needs a little work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I never got around to actually like making it look good and uh, posting it's it. funny guys trust us for this uh, this meme that was, i'm explaining on this audio podcast it was really funny <laughs> see hilarious. i posted a portion of the cover of george bush's book of portraits yeah yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> and i made a joke about him being not a great president and then cole jumped on and made this meme Oh, guys, it was about great. James Hetfield because one of the guys, the portraits kind of looks like James Hetfield. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it really looks like James Hetfield. And the other now one is guy is the other guy on there is black, and Cole only knows a couple of black people. <laughs> you so. jerk. Stephen A. Smith no, is the honestly, one that came to mind. <laughs> I can't remember. I can't remember the. Uh, I honestly had that thought though because I was like. Does he? Does this guy look at all like Stephen A. Smith, or is it just a black guy with glasses and like a small <laughs> and like a small goatee? You know, like like he has That's he has funny. some of like the macro features of <laughs> they share they share like some sort of <laughs> very large features, I guess, but maybe not on the yeah. Like if, if they were both making like if they were both both making bitmojis, they might look similar. <laughs> yeah, if they're both making me characters on the Wii, then yeah, they might they might end up about the same. <laughs> and I even had to look oh, I even had to look to find a picture of him wearing glasses because Stephen A. Smith doesn't usually wear glasses. And somehow I remembered him always wearing glasses, so Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it wasn't wearing glasses maybe it wasn't my all. finest work. Maybe that's why um, I didn't if you had to it. trade places No, that one sucks too. Sorry, Tim Babylon, not asking your question. 
Hey guys, in case um, it got cut out, in case it got cut out from earlier when I'm gonna edit out most of the stuff from the first half of the podcast, uh, uh, check out Sinusoid. Check your one stop shop for all things guitar cable nonsense. Get all your ropes. Mm-hmm. You rope a dope. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what we need to do. We need to get a signature cable called the rope a dope. Uh huh. That's and all. End of what end of end of story. End of anecdote. End rant. Um, the next question is: What is the most how do you expensive stay out of the guitar that you've ever played? And did you think it was worth the price that was being asked for it? Does anything come to mind for you guys? Is that um, a, um, probably the most expensive thing that I've ever played? Was like I picked up a Roni at Nam, but I didn't plug it in. Well, I guess yeah, I did play like too. some of the cowers too. I plugged them in. But you've gone—I mean, you've gone into like the high-end room and like played some five-thousand-dollar Gibson, though, right? Um, yeah, I'm trying to think like specifically. I know I have, but my friend. So I my think my friend I... bought this. Uh, Gibson does like they do custom Les Paul customs in flame top finishes. Sometimes it's usually okay. like a relatively limited run, but it. I think it was yeah. like a pricing error or something, but on American Musical Supply, they were, or maybe it was on Sweetwater, they were listed for $3,000 instead of $6,000, which they usually mm. are. And so he got one and it was like, Whoa. it was like quilted maple. It was listed as flame because they had a separate model, but it was really cool. Uh, this was basically like a $6,000 guitar. And I played that and it just felt like every other Les Paul you play, you know? So here's the thing about, so like when you're, especially when you're talking about like production or like not production, but. We'll say like, like corporate guitars, like mass I guess. produced, yeah, yeah. But even even like their custom shop stuff, where they're only doing like a couple of them, like the the mm-hmm. things about them that make them expensive are not things that translate into like playing well. Totally, yeah, that's or, true. You know what I mean? I mean like the, the the top of it, like the finish or like the relic job, like those things, they add to the cost of it and they make it more rare and cost more, but they don't make it play better. Or they don't make it play. Yeah. Like I don't. They don't even make it play necessarily different. They make even. it play better than like their lower end instruments, but like, like I wouldn't expect a Les Paul Custom to play better than a Les Paul Standard or whatever. You know, even though it's quite a bit more expensive. Yeah, like well, like a six thousand dollar Les Paul isn't better than a three thousand dollar Les Paul. Exactly. Yeah. G- guitar wise. Yeah. Like it's not a better guitar. It's gonna be like. Yeah, it's gonna be like more expensive inlays, more maybe more elaborate. A little bit yeah, yeah. here and there, and then and like more rare wood or something like that. Right. Um. So but so if you whereas your like, eyes, you wouldn't feel the difference. Right, or if, and right. like even playing it, like it wouldn't feel. I mean, it might inspire you, so it might be worth it in that way, I guess. But like, I don't know. It's not. I don't think there's any way that you could say it's like an objectively better guitar. No, like the yeah, just like you said, the things that make it expensive don't necessarily translate into it playing better, into it being yeah. a better guitar. Yeah, for sure. But it could, yeah, like you said, it could be a more, you know, if it's like some dream guitar you've had since you were a kid or whatever, then it could inspire right. you or something. Um, but I don't know. I'm trying to think. Like, so like in that case, I would say that it's not worth the money. But something like a boutique guitar where it's like handmade. Even though, like, those things may not translate, like, similarly, they might not translate into making it, like, a better guitar. Like, it's, it feels they different could, because it's, like, made by a person. But it's still, but those things, they may not be, like, a quote-unquote better guitar, but I feel like they make it a different guitar. Totally. So, well, like, so like something like the Roni, like, he makes that guitar. It's, like, handmade, and it's different from other guitars on the market. So it's not just like a different finish or a different top. It's like completely different, but it's also like a, it's also like it's handmade on one hand, but being handmade by someone who's very good at handmaking guitars, you know what I'm saying? Like, right, right. Yeah. Like the yeah. thing it's that not makes like it I good. It. Yeah. Like I could hand make a guitar. Speaking of which, I don't know if you know this, but I recently uh, got a Warmoth uh, bass body and, uh, and I did kind of a cool thing with the pit guard. I got like this, Purple. Heard, oh yeah, we. Oh, did you talk about that already? <laughs> are you are you buttholing me right now? I'm sorry, I was buttholing <laughs> you. Hey, butthole this on for size. Um, <laughs> so I've always like so 
Olsen, I, I know I've talked about Olsen guitars before, but he's, uh, he's this, he makes acoustic guitars and James Taylor plays his guitars. And so they, they sort of rose above all the other sort of boutique acoustic makers to where now yeah. they're, you know, they're like $20,000 a piece or whatever. Mm-hmm. But everyone who plays them says it's not, it's not even just like people meeting him and thinking he's a cool dude or people buying his guitar and then trying to justify their purchase. But like yeah. all these legitimate musicians are like when they play it, they say it's like a religious experience, which with a handmade acoustic mm. guitar, I could see that being the case where you, yeah, you tune yeah. the top and you tune the bracing and all that stuff. Like I could see it, uh, maybe in that case feeling like maybe it was worth, I mean, I can't imagine a guitar ever feeling like it's worth $20,000, but um, I could see you feeling like, you know, they could never mass produce a guitar like this type of thing. Yeah. But like a guitar feeling like it's worth $20,000 to someone who it's like a hobby essentially is different than like feeling like it's worth that to someone who makes their entire living off of that guitar. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, so yeah. And I'm not saying, Working music. I'm not saying it's not I mean, worth $20,000. Yeah, exactly. Saying. Like, but, so I think part, what I'm saying is like part of that is like I don't think for me any six thousand dollar guitar is ever worth six thousand. Like I would never probably pay that much just because I wouldn't get that return. The same return yeah, that I think someone. What Aaron's would. point is that because the three of us are not working musos, that we don't even <laughs> we can't even conceive of what it would be like. Well, let's be honest. Like, yeah, I mean, you can conceive, but you just it doesn't matter to you. Yeah, to me, like, at least. let's let's be honest. I think we're all we're all in sort of the same realm of skill level. Is that fair to say? Yeah, and, sure. And we're certainly not. I mean, I'm better than both of you. I'm just kidding. Right. <laughs> I was <laughs> gonna say I'm I'm worse <laughs> no. than both of you. So I thank think you, it goes for Aaron, and then Phil, and then me. But regardless, we're all like <laughs> we're all at least uh, you know we're we're within the same. Sort I'm of I, order of if we're ranking top to bottom, like. I'm like I'm one. Bottom? I'm one. <laughs> I'm one, and you guys are like three A and three B. <laughs> we can't even be two A and two B. Dang it! <laughs> We're tied. That's how they we they say we would be tied for second, not third. So that means there's somebody else. Uh, no, well, you guess, guys are tied for third. Well, yeah, once we factor in all the people who've been on the podcast, we're pretty far down on the list, I think. Oh, once we factor yes. in anybody uh, else who's been on the podcast, I am no longer number one. But like, that's the one. That's like the one thing that nobody <laughs> wants to talk about is that like, uh, if if you're somebody who plays guitar all day every day and you have and you've reached like this insane skill level, maybe you will notice subtleties that somebody like me would never notice because I'm just yeah. not very good at guitar, you know. Yeah, but even then, like, I still don't know if it. I mean, I guess it would, but I don't. I still don't know if like that matters. So here's the thing: like, like it doesn't there, to me. The whole thing, yeah, exactly. Like the whole thing with the working muso thing that people talk about is like that that your opinion, their opinion matters more, which I think is total crap. But I do think that people who work make their money in, in music have a different perspective and like well, they're looking for often for different things. Totally. And I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about working musos hashtag working muso. I'm talking about um, like people who are very good at guitar and those are two distinctly different groups, you know, there's some, but yeah, so yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I, I feel like no matter how good I get at guitar, I still am not going to ever want or feel like the need to buy a $6,000 guitar. Totally. Because I still wouldn't get the same return on it. And even if you're a working musician, like the, like and when I say I wouldn't want to, what I mean is like, my wife would not let me. My wife. <laughs> <laughs> like I can't, I could never, I would not that I wouldn't ever want to, but I could never justify it to myself. Totally. Just because it's like, you can buy a car for that much money and instead you buy exactly a, yeah. a, a toy. Like you could, you could buy, buy several something. cars. You could buy a yeah. bunch of cheap, crappy cars. Yeah, that could like get you to work and back. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, but I think that's that's like I think maybe we've sort of gotten to the crux of part of what is annoying to me and maybe you guys about the whole working musa thing is this assumption that like because you happen to make a living doing it, you are inherently very good at it, and and that's just not right. always the yeah, case. Yeah, that's you know? true. It's really not. 
I mean, a lot of or people even, are very good at it. And, and when you've know. made your living that way for a long time, like you're probably going to get good at it just from having done it for so long, you know? Right. Oh man, we could get into talking about technical skill versus, I think we talked about that before though. Yeah, that's true. Skill versus talent and just, all that stuff. Just know that none of us have very much of either of those things. So and, anyway, like a Roni, like if I had the money, I probably would pay like $3,000 for one. I think it's so I think it's worth it. I just don't know that I would I'm not in a place now where that would be something that I could do. But so I don't think it's not. worth So speaking it. of which, I know you're tired of me here. You're tired of hearing me talk about my new gear. Uh, but I may have purchased another Roni. <laughs> what do you mean you may have? <laughs> Well, I still don't have it yet, so, you know. He may have purchased it, and he may have gotten totally scammed. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) He definitely sent the money. He definitely sent the money. It was a really long con. It remains to be seen whether or not the guitar was part of the deal. (laughs) It was such a good con that it involved involved the seller sending us money for no reason uh, on on a couple occasions, And then giving us very, very expensive whiskey at at nam <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so i'm pretty stoked i got an oceana from uh jimmy jr and uh james yeah. jr little james as james, we call him yep, here. james the son tiny and, james uh, smith james james son james son. james james the younger and uh little james so yeah i'm pretty stoked about that it, james. Has, it supposedly has the same james. neck profile and and I it, like as your little sinker got it. And again, I I'll be the first to admit that I'm not I'm I'm at a very low skill level when it comes to guitar, and so I don't mm. I don't I don't maybe a. look for the same things. Yes, <laughs> I'm three A out of three. <laughs> uh, I don't necessarily look for the same things that somebody else would, but the the necks just feel perfect to me on on well the neck on this little stinker. And the other uh, Roni that that I've played, um, mm-hmm. so yeah, so I'm pretty excited for that. That's cool, and that's I'm happy all. for you. It's the one that has the sweet like drum wrap on top mm-hmm. of it, kind of like a. What does it look like? How would you describe it? It's it's, like it's a, all. It almost looks like snow camo. What? Like snow camouflage. Totally, oh, it kind of, like, yeah, it the, like the GI Joe with yep. the snow suit. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's what it good, reminds me of. That's a good way of putting it. This Dude, leads this had, leads me to Tim Babylon's question. Like if you had to trade places with one of the other slum hosts for a day, who would it be? Uh oh. It would mine. Mine would be Cole, so that I could play all of his expensive guitars. Yeah, mine would be Cole too. <laughs> Maybe that's not. If if we're ranking like if we're ranking gear, Cole is one. Me and Phil are three A and three B. Exactly. <laughs> now, if you're asking who's if we're talking hair, you like if we're talking have, hair, if we're talking hair, Phil's <laughs> one, and me and Phil's Cole are three A and three B. No, Aaron's three A and I'm like six B. <laughs> if we're talking hair, six B. Oh, I'm glad I win at something. <laughs> or fi- or just like physical appearance in general, you know. No offense, Aaron. If we're Uh-oh. talking ability. Do I need to cut that out? Do I need to apologize to Aaron? Cut that out? Oh, you're saying Phil's much more attractive than me? That's fine. I don't care. Okay, good. Because <laughs> it's true. Huh? I don't care what you think. Your opinion oh. means less than nothing to me. Oh. <laughs> uh. And also, I've I've Thanks. come to grips with it, the fact that I'm not very attractive, physically. Oh man, this is or spiritually. Real. Here's how it goes: Thanks, <laughs> you Thanks, can say Tim that I'm 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 spiritually Patrick Swayze and physically Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap! That's pretty good. Uh, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Should we hit one oh. more question? Do we have how many more do we have? There's a few, but a bunch. Are, okay, we'll we'll. I can't even remember when we started. Um, Tim wants Phil to talk about his amp. We'll talk about that on the next episode because I want him to okay. spend a little time, maybe. Um, 
what would you have done at Summer Nam? The things you would have done? I don't know enough um, about Summer Nam. Is it in Nashville? Okay. I would have eaten some barbecue probably. No. I would have been yes. all about the food and me ignored too. Nam probably. Not me. I know I we've been to I, we've I been agree. to one Nam, but I'm, I, if I was I in Nashville, I'd be way more into the food and music than the Nam. Yes. yes, go ahead. I agree, but also stickers. Yeah, from barbecue places. That would be cool. We would, we would convince Andy to get a limo <laughs> and drive us around town <laughs> to pick up stickers from all the barbecue places, <laughs> all the rib joints in Nashville. Dude, a rib crawl would be awesome. Yeah. Um, I, is there I, anything that is there anything that you've heard teased that like you're interested in? Uh yes, what is the it? Chase Bliss thing? Oh, the ayahuasca. Did they announce what it was? Oh, you're talking about the new, the other thing. <laughs> no, so there, there's yes. been like a lot of rumors about this ayahuasca fuzz for a while. Um, that they just released all the details a while, a couple of days ago. The ayahuasca is like a. I, f- I forget who he worked with, but Joel worked with someone else, and they made a fuzz tremolo. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they only made like thirty of them. Hmm. Which is which is a cool like I could see it being a cool feature of of swapping the pedal order between the fuzz yeah. and the tremolo. You know. Yeah, like it's based on the gravitas tremolo, and that they like tweaked it and then added a fuzz. But I wonder, hmm. I I wonder if like the new pedal is like a production a larger scale production version of that. Maybe so. Hmm. I, it, it seems much more, it seems like a very niche type of thing, which I guess a lot of the chase bliss stuff is. Yeah. But like after putting out the brothers, which is just like a, Hey, this can be your only overdrive pedal. If you want it to be type of thing, it's mm-hmm. much more of an, it, it falls more in line with like the warp final, which is kind of, uh, it's not like I can't imagine that being your only delay pedal if you're into delay, you know. Which it is a delay pedal, right? It's like a no, modulation. The warped vinyl no. is the chorus. Chorus vibrato. What's the one I'm thinking of? Yeah, you're thinking of the tonal recall. Tonal, tonal recall. Re- oh, exactly. A, yes, yes. But I could see, I could see certain people using that as their only delay because some people are just into like that analog delay anyway. Okay. So right. like for some people they could like exist with just like a DM2. Or um or so like it does have yeah, so it does like have a pretty carbon subtle, copy. So it does have yeah. I guess you can you can like dial it in. You can get subtle. like normal yeah like traditional and it's not the thing about it is it is analog so it's not like a super long delay time. Yeah, yeah. I've thought that, about- one, that one's probably like that and now the brothers are probably the two most like quote unquote usable chase yeah. plus pedals maybe so mm. I mean I guess I, I don't know if that's true because you can get normal core sounds out of out of the warped like vinyl. the out of the warped vinyl too I feel like I see and I know it's been out the longest but I feel like I see no, I guess that's not true anymore. There was a time where I saw lots of warp vinyls on boards. Yeah, I think you still yeah, do. Honestly. Not maybe not as much. I think I think I people think, aren't like hyping it as much, but like it's probably I think it's still on boards like you see it, but they're not like check out my warped vinyl as much. Yeah. I think I I wonder if it's just because in my mind the brothers is like <laughs> maybe it's just cuz I'm I'm more into drive pedals than anything else. The Brothers is almost like a multi-effects unit, you know, uh-huh. where the rest of them are just one one effect, one type of effect type of thing. Well, it, it is in a way like it's the only one that it's the first one that has two independent channels of anything. Yeah, like it's true. not like all the other ones are like two delays or two choruses together. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's just one effect with presets. Yeah. And I honestly like I'm trying to I'm which trying I guess to- is kind of the same as having two because you could. I don't know. I'm getting more serious about buying a brothers. Well, I was until I had to uh, pay for that Roni, but um, you just had to. <laughs> you were forced. I was forced to. Did I mention that part that I was yeah. coerced yeah. Uh, into doing it? Um, but and I'm trying no. not to just 
I'm trying not to just be into the brothers just because I have a MIDI controller now, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> like, I'm trying to weigh that aspect of it of, like, do I only want this so I can use the MIDI for something? Because right now I'm not using it for anything, you know? Yeah. So. I will but, say that out of all the pedals that, like, we we saw at NAMM, which was, like, six months ago now, of all the pedals that I was, like, super hyped on at the moment, that's the one that I still think about. Totally, yeah. Like, that's the one that sticks out in my mind from NAMM, too, uh, more than anything else. Hmm. And maybe just, that is, like you said, just because it fits more into what I use normally, but. And it's just, like, an awesome feature set of, uh, like, like when the ES8 first came out, the idea of being able to to combine pedals in parallel and, Mm -hmm. you know, and change and mix between them, you know, like change the relative altitude and everything, that was, like, a big selling point. And so the idea of building that into a single pedal is, like, a really cool idea to me, you know. yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. It, it's really and you don't and really being able see to switch that like on having, the fly is ha- cool. Having these, you know, having these dual drive pedals where you can swap the order and everything—that's super common. But being able to run them in parallel or series and and like have a mix knob between them is is pretty rare. Hmm. So. So maybe I'll buy one of those hmm. and then I'll sell it a month later. Yeah. Why is so? Sounds good. It sounds great, is what it sounds. So what are you doing right now, Aaron? You reading? No. Reading emails Why? or something? Oh, I don't know. He's 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 reading the Wikipedia page for oh, uh, the mumbling? movie Ghost. Um, no, you're just I'm, completely phased out. I'm being physic very physically, spiritually Whoopi Goldberg at the moment. <laughs> um, yeah, the brothers. I think I'm just sad that I don't have a brothers. I have, have two brothers. You don't I have, have two any brothers, brothers? Oh. but I have no pedals named brothers. Oh, Hermano. Do you have any brothers, Phil? No. Any sisters? I have one sister. Do you, Aaron? I don't, Do I have I any brothers? Or sisters? <laughs> you cut out right when you said it, so you said, "Do I have any bro?" I have two brothers and no sisters. So none of us. Oh, Phil has a sister. I think it's funny yeah. that we've been talking Dude. every day for a year and a half and we didn't know that about it. Or maybe you guys did and I didn't. <laughs> just I did of, know, I did know that I have <laughs> two brothers <laughs> and no sisters. Huh. I did know that Yeah. about myself. <laughs> That's, good to um, know. That's good to know that about here, yourself. Here, let's see. Let's go back to our questions. Um, which gear, YouTube gear demoer or vlogger are you most envious of? I would, um, I would say probably the that one the, that pedal shows guys. Okay, I'd say probably like Dan. Dan, because okay. he like because he he's good at guitar. He knows a ton about pedals and has like amazing pedals and also makes a cool, like a pretty amazing switching system and everything. Yeah, that's a good answer. And power supply type system. Beat that. Oh, man. I don't know. I, I was going to say whoever gets the most free gear. <laughs> Who would that be? Free gear? Probably the Tone Well, that's King. hard. Free. That's hard to say because probably a lot of King. people so are Phil, like Phil wishes he was the Tone King. Is what he's saying. A lot of the guys who you would probably classify as getting free gear are actually like doing demos for money and that gear. So it's like not technically free. Yeah, like that's a part of their living. Like the the fact that the demo exists shows that they're doing something in return for that quote-unquote free gear okay but they're living the dream they are living the dream they're getting lots of gear nobody's disputing but it's that. just not necessarily free hmm yeah but it's free <laughs> really, i mean it's you've really turned me around Aaron. so then <laughs> but that that brings up i have so that I, effect on people i was talking i I talked with Blake Weiland the other day. 
Who? I don't know if you guys know this, but I was on. The, I went on the Tone Mob podcast. Uh huh. And we we're talking about. If he ever starts a new podcast, you should call it Wild and Out. <laughs> I think you should call it the Sounds Mob. He should make a podcast <laughs> with Nick Cannon, and call it Wild and Out with Nick Cannon. <laughs> or just have Nick Cannon produce it and be Nick Cannon's Wild and Out. No, just say Wild and Out with Nick Cannon, and then never mention <laughs> Nick Cannon or like, yeah, like I wonder if you talk can about him or have him on. Yeah. Just because like. if he like sues you, it's like you're not the only Nick Cannon in the world. Yeah, that's right. Just have a guy named Nick that can like throw a baseball really hard. <laughs> Nick the Cannon. Yeah, Nick Cannon. <laughs> So and he's also in drumline just for congruity. Uh huh. <laughs> at the end of movies, they they have a thing that says, uh, you know, no one. Uh, yeah, this all is not people a representation are of anyone. Yeah, yeah, fictitious. Yeah, so, yeah. have you heard the story about uh, Fight Club? Marla Singer. No, is the name of the. Uh-huh. You're not the, supposed to talk about it. Well, yeah, that's true. Um, oops. So, uh, what's her name? Helena Bar- Bonham Carter. So Marla she, Singer. yeah, mm. she's the character. Hella, Helena Bonham and Bailey's. Right. Uh huh. Cream. Bailey's cream. Irish cream. Uh, so she's <laughs> the the character's name is Marla Singer, and there's only one Marla Singer in the entire United States, and so they had to in pay that person with black curtains at the station. They had to pay this woman like a hundred thousand dollars or something because she was the only. Really? <laughs> That's why you started singing that. That's awesome. <laughs> That's ridiculous, so, yeah. Aaron. <laughs> any with any name in a movie, usually uh-huh. if, if they find more than one person with that name, then they don't have to pay anyone. But if there's only one yeah, person with that name, they should name someone after me. How's there I'm, only one person with that name? That doesn't seem like that. It can't be like the only person in the world. It has to be like, yeah, that's in, what the saying, in the United States, States maybe. But still, though, that's you know, that, I guess there's only you know, yeah, it doesn't seem that like whatever. it's that weird of a name. No, and they could have just changed the name, three hundred, but something. they wanted to stick to the books, and so they forked over the money. Tamara La Mara La Marlo. Um, yeah, that's weird. Is that real? Or is that like one, is that like one of those like urban legends? Or did things? I just make it up? Now you're doubting your now you're doubting yourself, huh, Phil? You're like, well, I thought it was real. I had a dream oh, about who it. Who win a him. blindfolded field hockey game? Aaron. I had a dream I could buy my way to heaven. When I woke, you, I spent that on a necklace. You cut out pretty hard there, Phil. So who would win in a blindfolded I didn't field say hockey anything. game? Yeah, I, I just said Aaron. The three of us. Oh no, he said he said Paul Pennington or Esteban. No, don't. I don't know. Oh, Josh Giffrey, you piece of crap. Um, I think are we done with these questions? I think the yes. correct answer is yes. Oh, so if I could, the most and the person I'm most envious of would be meh I don't know I'm not really envious of any of them per se I think your answer was really good it's hard to top that so let's Andy, move on Andy maybe is that his name? Andy maybe I but think, I feel like he doesn't even get to keep the gear yeah so but maybe like he's, he feels right he's yeah. getting, but he probably I mean that's his job he's so. like making a living doing it so he could go buy the like, and he. I'm has sure he gets. I'm sure he, he gets whatever he wants. Yeah, pretty much. Even though he does play a GNL with that ugly headstock. He plays all kinds of guitars. That is true. Does he have that a GNL that he plays a lot? He has that black strat that he plays all the time. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. That's a GNL. Which of all that, like, if you have access to every guitar in the world and you choose a freaking black GNL strat, like. <laughs> what are you doing? Black I have a feeling so... it's like it's like some kind of like Gilmore esque thing. Oh I yeah, think. like it's set Probably. up in a particular way. 
but, but still though, know. like I know hey. that he, I know that he played a black strap, but there's so many other colors you could choose. It's just yeah. so boring. The only thing worse would hey, be Aaron, like candy yes, apple red Phil. or something. Yes, Phil. <clears throat> Before we end this podcast, will you do, um, will you do the uh, uh, Cassandra talking about the strat? I don't know what she says. Oh, all I said well, is said a web, part of it. It's a webby ba. That's all I said. Webby ba. No, no, no. So you said the webby ba. That's all I said. You no, said was, more. You said more than that. Three no, single coil pickups and a webby ba. I was the one who said. Oh, right, right, right. Three single coils and a whammy bar and a compass in the stock and the oh. thing was Chell's time. <laughs> Wait, what yeah, is that true. about? But is that on there? That's Christmas story, Aaron. Come on, Aaron. A compass in the stock and a thing that tells time. That's from a Christmas story. Oh my gosh, we've even and we've, we've talked even about talked this about this on, the, on podcast the podcast before. No, we did not. Yes, we talked I've about this. Even, I never even heard that. Read that story. <laughs> uh, the, Chris, the Christmas story. You haven't read that that old tale. Are you talking about in the Bible? <laughs> yeah, when the guy says there's no room at the inn, and and Joseph's like, I just want a compass in the stock, and the singer tells time. Yeah. The sandwich tells and time. I'm sick of this lady. I'm sick of this lady. Yeah, lying to me. She's like, man, 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 man. I'm like, enough already. It's like tale as old as time, <laughs> and song as old as right. rhyme. Yeah. And this thing which both tells a time. little scared, neither one prepared. You'll shoot your eye out. <laughs> Is that what it says? Yeah. Neither one prepared. I always thought it said something unprepared. Both a little scared. Both a little scared. Neither one neither prepared. Neither one prepared. Yeah, right. Beauty and the beast. Hey guys, thanks for friendship. That. Thanks for friendship. <laughs> thanks for friendship. <laughs>